0: The Novice and Frank present a comic book podcast. Hey,
1: everybody. Welcome to The Novice and Frank. I'm The Novice. My name is Amanda Barnes.
0: Hi, I'm Frank. Uh, and I'm Frank.
1: That's right. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about a really cool comic book. But before we do, we have to start off with our traditional improvised theme song. So here we go. <laughs> bang
0: bang <laughs> bang bang
1: <laughs> comic books graphic novels and comic books and more
0: flip those pages read the words get into another time and place
1: with the novice and, and frank, frank. <laughs> good job my <laughs> rhyming
0: my rhyming in, is terrible. Oh. I, I could never do. I, I could never be Eminem. I could never do it. You could
1: never be Eminem. I could never You do are it. not the real Slim Shady. When they I say am not. Well, "the real Slim Shady," please stand up. You just stay seated. I
0: stay. I get further on the floor. <laughs> I win. sit further down.
1: That's right. You just scooch awkwardly down on the floor. <laughs> How are your ears doing, uh, Trevor, after that loud, uh, loud intro song? They're fine. Good. Oh, All sure. right. Good. <sighs> we Excellent. We did it. We did it. Good job. All right, everybody. So welcome.
0: Yeah, we've got a little hot series. Uh, You know, as Amanda and I, we kind of go back and forth on things that the other should read to Mm -hmm. kind of open our eyes. This time, I decided to pick a title that neither of us had read, uh, but I was really excited about reading because I I, I enjoy the writer, and I've heard really great things about this series. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, And we took advantage of the sweet Vertigo sale that was going on uh, last week, where you get 60% off of everything. Did you take advantage of that?
1: I I did take advantage of that, yeah. Hot dog. I I feel pretty good about it. There you go. Yeah, and uh, that series is The Sheriff of Babylon.
0: Yes, from Vertigo Comics, Mm -hmm. Uh, written by Tom King and, uh, and drawn by Mitch Gerards.
1: Yeah, I think I've always said his name wrong. I think I've always said Mitch Gerards. But now I know it's Garrett, so if I meet him, (laughs) I don't look like an asshole.
0: (laughs) That's me just reading it and guessing that name. You could be completely right, and I could be the the big A-hole.
1: Well, then we should find out where he is and meet him, and then each say hi and call him by his first and last name. And whichever one he doesn't correct is the right one.
0: Ooh, that's a good call.
1: It's a really elaborate I scheme like to yes. find the correct uh, way to say his name.
0: <laughs> and what else?
1: And I know his name, which means I know him. What do I know him from? Is he does he do sex criminals? No, not no. at all. Not at all. Nope. Not, that's uh, no. that's Chip Zidar. Not Mitch. Yeah chip different sounds
0: very close to each other i mean <laughs> exactly. often confused
1: well, i was like that would be a huge stretch because this art is nothing like that What is he right? what did i what do i know his art I, from
0: you know i don't know I, I have to look up nothing pops to my head about what he's done before mm. oh but look only at I had that. a tiny
1: computer in my hand
0: mm. well, and, where would we find one of those
1: <laughs> and tom king i don't i don't know work by tom king but i know that um this is based – well, it's based off the Iraq War.
0: Yes. Uh, Tom King, he – I guess his first DC work, uh, he worked for uh, uh, the CIA, and uh, he did some uh, comic book work. His first entry point was for DC Comics. He did uh, the Grayson series with Tom uh, with Tim Seeley. They kind of okay. co-wrote that. And uh, since then, Tom King went off and did his own thing for Marvel. He did the Vision series, which is really good. Uh, it's a twelve-issue run that he's going to do. He's, I think, he's up at issue ten, or issue ten's is out now. I think issue eleven's is coming up soon. Uh, so twelve issues for that, and then he is back at DC. He's also done the Omega Men, and he signed a DC exclusive. So he's basically after he's done with the Vision, he's going to be done with his Marvel work and just focusing on DC stuff. Huh. So he'll be, he's currently right now the writer of the Batman, uh, Batman line after the Rebirth. So he's doing the Batman title with David Finch, doing the art. as uh, ba-
1: and you said after the Rebirth?
0: Or yeah, so like now that he's doing rebirth, he's doing the Batman series, so but, oh, okay. uh, yeah, so post Rebirth, he is the Batman writer for the Batman title.
1: Okay. Do yes. they they already have a title and everything for post Rebirth Batman?
0: Yeah. So uh, that's crazy. It's it's uh, currently what issue seven? No, actually issue eight came out uh, yesterday.
1: And the Rebirth is still going on.
0: Well, I mean, I guess like well, I guess we can consider it post. I mean, I guess the Rebirth is still happening, I suppose, because there are story elements in there that. You know, like, who manipulated the DC universe to kind of get it rebooted in this sort of fashion. Who took Wally West, Kid Flash, out of the DC universe and made everybody forget him. Those little elements, I guess, are still kind of figuring out, like, who and what was responsible for all the missing time. Okay. So that I guess you could follow, fold that all under the, the rebirth kind of story arc.
1: Okay. All so right. I, I
0: believe that at some point, I think they said they had, like, this whole storyline would take maybe a year or two to tell. So I could see them maybe just keeping this as like the rebirth brand for that length of time, and then once that kind of is addressed, they'll just kind of drop the rebirth part of it, and it's just the series as it stands.
1: What if they just dropped letters at a time? Maybe like the rebirth, <laughs> maybe like the rebur, the be, rebuy. Yeah, it's a,
0: mm, I love <laughs> that rebuy, Batman. Yeah,
1: it's like, oh man, have you had the rebuy run? Oh, that's a, that's, that's some so good great. stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: So uh, this, The Sheriff of Babylon, it was actually a comic book adaptation, or I should say, well, I guess an adaptation of a novel that he wrote, and and, it never got published. Nobody would pick it up. So he decided to kind of adapt it and do it as a comic series instead.
1: That's cool. I would love to talk to somebody who had done that. I think that would be a really interesting process, learning to kind of— Restructure and reconfigure your ideas. Um, by the way, Mitch Gerard, I know why I know his name. It's because I follow him on Instagram. Mm. I think his art is really great. Uh, the title that popped up immediately when I looked him up is The Punisher, and then I stopped looking because I couldn't look and oh, pay attention to you gotcha. at the same time. But I think that he's also working on Southern Bastards right now. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's right also. And if I'm wrong, you guys can yell at me. That's fine. Uh. Just just jump on and be like, hashtag man is an idiot. The, yeah, I wanted that one to take the, take the world by storm. <laughs> what a <laughs> what a blunt and brutal hashtag that I just created for myself.
0: Yeah. So I, as you were mentioning, though, this takes place during the Iraqi War mm-hmm. back in two thousand four. Yeah. And uh, it deals with a uh, 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 Chris Henry, our, our our police officer, yeah, who uh, goes over to Baghdad and uh, is it, basically his job is to train people there and uh, Iraqis how in police procedure so that they can be some sort of police force for that area.
1: Right. And he's kind of over there I for, he wants to make a difference. He wants to affect change. So it's cool. He's not um, he hasn't been shipped over there, you know, he he's not um he's not contracted to be there. Yes. You know, he's there to make a difference. And it follows the this the, the story follows three main characters, right?
0: Yes, we've got Chris Henry, we've got Sophia, and mm-hmm. then uh who uh it's is, like an expat? Yeah, expat. Yeah, she. Her family was killed, but she was raised in the states, and now has come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, I guess, I, I, I guess she has some stature. Yeah, in, in the Iraqi her, citizen.
1: Her dad did, I believe, yeah. and she doesn't identify with being American. Right, no. like they call her American. They refer to her like, as the American bitch or something like that. But she doesn't identify as that. True,
0: and even I uh, because even everybody calls her Sophia here. Her real name is uh, Safia.
1: Yeah, based on a princess. Yes. Yeah.
0: But they've kind of Americanized her name while she was in the States. Mm -hmm. But she's like, that's not my real name.
1: Yeah, they did that with my grandmother. My grandmother only spoke Spanish. Both my grandparents only spoke Spanish when they were kids. And uh, my grandmother, well, her maiden name, I believe, the whole thing, would be Orlina Adelina Pacheco Bustos. (laughs) And so her name was... Uh, somewhere in there, I think her name was Orlina, I believe, so they just shortened it to Lena. they just like, you're Lena now. (laughs) We don't want to pronounce your whole name. So she went to school to learn English, and they're just like, "Mm, that's not your name anymore. And they changed her name. So it's, I don't know, I read that, and I was like, yeah, well, Americans do that. I'm like, we can't pronounce it. We're just going to call you something else then. This is your name now.
0: (laughs) Holy cow. Yeah. Man. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did she ever, like, like now, try to reclaim no, it. No,
1: she's Lena. She's Lena Bustos. Cause she, my maid, her maiden name was Pacheco, but my grandfather's name was Bustos. So she's Lena Bustos. Interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. And then from Bustos, then you're now Barnes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was her name. My name is Amanda Barnes. <laughs> like Amanda Marie Barnes. Uh, <laughs> the whitest name in the world. Because <laughs> uh, my mom, yeah, my mom's Hispanic, and my uh, dad is pretty much everything white. Run into a pot like he's French like that side's uh, French Cajun French so. Cajun mm-hmm. oh interesting mm-hmm.
0: yep. he, did he have an accent growing up or no did, I mean
1: he's got my he's got a, like a Texan accent I think more than anything oh he doesn't sound like
0: Adam Sandler and the water boy no
1: no even Adam Sandler and the water boy doesn't sound it's oh god my mm. my grandmother my mama who's from that area saw that movie and it drove her crazy she just, was so funny I remember being a kid and talking with her about the the water boy and her being so offended by it and she's like "Ugh!" it's like they show them like eating that gator before it's even cooked and I was like that's your complaint <laughs> with the water boys—that they eat this thing before like it's <laughs> cooked properly. But yeah, she made me laugh. She hated the. She. Hated it. You can do it. Good cooks, though. Good cooks on that side of the family.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're following in their footsteps.
1: Oh, thanks. Your last name's uh, Moran. It is. So what? What were you guys?
0: Just pieces of poop. Just
1: the village idiots.
0: Yeah, we were just the.
1: Moran. Yeah. You're a Moran. We
0: were the local dum dums. No. Yeah.
1: Where's your family from?
0: Uh, They are from Ireland and I guess Pennsylvania Dutch. Okay. Yeah. I could see it. Yes. Yeah. I have that that Pennsylvania Dutch look. (laughs) You do. You've got an
1: aura of Pennsylvania Dutch. Of um, being conservative. Yeah, like, yeah that's conservative, right. Conservative yes. halo all over your head.
0: A lot of kuroskuro going on with me. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Art term. Good job. <laughs> Bringing us straight back to the artwork. Uh,
0: yes, and our third character is Nasir. <laughs> that is our third character.
1: Name tangent. Yes. Nasir,
0: mm-hmm. uh, who uh, is, uh, I, I guess, he was w- involved with the, the military on uh, the Iraqi side. Yeah. And is actually, we find out later in the story, responsible for killing uh sophie's par- parents yes yeah. so, spoiler alert yeah spoiler alert, like a family i know their family i killed them mm-hmm. so like ugh, all right Yep. great connection so you see th- how those three lives kind of intersect on this and it all starts off there with chris finding this a person. Cadet. That, yes that yeah. he was training uh-huh. uh, he's been shot and killed in front of this uh, these giant swords out there in uh, uh saudi arabia yes yes And uh, And that's
1: kind of starts like at the at the base of it. It's like a caper. It's like a noir, Right. uh So you've got these interesting characters and this real more or less like real setting. Right. I mean, it is a real set. It is a real place. But, um, you know, based on a very real time and place and event, but kind of at the root of it, it's a it's kind of a whodunit. They're trying to figure out who killed the. Who killed the cadet,
0: yeah, and it ends up just uh unraveling. There's it's a bigger can of worms mm-hmm. that uh, that is open just with them looking into it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Chris just wants to find out who killed this because I mean, they know he's got a family, they just want to be able to you know find out who's done this. And him trying to find out, like, nobody will admit to knowing this guy, any, especially any of the other people that trained with them. Oh, they're, they're, they're there
1: like, for like, we know nothing, we don't know who he is. It's, it's like, because like, really? we for months, yeah. I, you
0: can't tell me that he didn't talk to you at least one time and yeah. say anything.
1: That would be. <laughs> like the scenario if this were a different type of story where I'd be like the cadet was dead for six years like he's <laughs> like am I the only one that sees this person is he a ghost am I a ghost is this the twist what's going on
0: now speaking of uh, uh, well we're not speaking of anything at this point but just like the the, the, the art here we're talking about uh, uh, good old Mitch there uh, Gerard 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 mm-hmm. uh, what is interesting is like anytime that there there's somebody that is killed they, uh, where it goes preceding that, there is a blank, uh, there's just bl- black screen with a white text saying bang. Mm-hmm. Interesting storytelling for that.
1: It is, it's, uh, I mean, it is, I think it's so impactful, literally. I mean, it literally mm-hmm. is, but it's also, uh, I think it's a really cool way of, and kind of doing it in threes too, right? Usually it's like three shots fired. Um, but it does, it kind of gives you pause because. It's just it is just that it's this very graphic you know thick white text on a on a black page, and it kind of makes you you know I, I don't know I think that we've become so numb to everything to to war here and abroad, and I think that gi- it gives kind of a nice weight every time somebody is killed that he that they take this moment to be like and that character is dead whether you knew them or not mm-hmm. or liked them or not like they're gone. Um, I think it was a good way of handling it. I think that generally speaking, the whole book is handled pretty well.
0: Yeah, definitely. The storytelling, the way they, they execute some of the scenes, for example, uh, Sophie, when she's trying to learn some information and working with people, the way they kind of tell it where it's just a series of like quick cuts between the people like, kind of going up and down the uh, the food chain, so to speak, mm-hmm. in terms of gathering intel and and getting something back for that information, mm-hmm. yeah, going from you know, a, a U.S. Uh, military general to then you know just like various people through the Iraqi organization, kind of lower and lower down the food chain to get the answer that she wants, and then goes back up, kind of as she's kind of solved these people's problems.
1: Yeah. Very,
0: very interesting how they kind of just – those two bookends uh, of the, that interaction. Where you, and you only see it from Sophie's point of view. You just see her interacting with all of them in four long mm-hmm. vertical panels. I thought that was really cool.
1: It is. Yeah, it is really cool. There's a lot of text. There's a lot of words in this one. I think, you know, um, especially considering, like, it could just be – I don't mind it, you know, but you, I felt like I – was guided along almost more by the text than I was by the visuals. The visuals almost came after for me, which was surprising in a book that's about war and fighting and all of that, you
0: know? Yeah, I mean, I guess, but I also wonder, you know, I mean, I, I suppose like World War II, I guess, or any like World War One, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, I don't even know the Vietnam War, at least for those two world wars. I mean, I feel like you can kind of easily— you don't have to get bogged down in a lot. People know kind of the reasons that we were doing all this. Yeah. But for for this, there's no, I think it
1: was necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was necessary. But it's one of those things. When I first started, I was like, Wow, oh, it's like a lot of it's a lot of text. But it didn't bother me. It's just, yeah, just an observation. Yeah,
0: there's definitely a lot of information to get out. And uh, we do see Chris Henry. I mean, as you're saying, he was there to make a difference. And in fact, at, at the beginning of issue one, we see that somebody's come in. Uh, a young woman's come in to uh, like sort of the mess hall area. Oh yeah. And they think that she has a bomb strapped to her.
1: Yeah, that's brutal. That's brutal. And there's kind of a shadow of that later on too. Yeah, kind of the same thing, right? Where, you know, he's just speaking with her and and she's not speaking back. I think he's just glad to have somebody to talk to and they just, out of nowhere, just, whoo, just shoot her. Yeah. Know, point blank. Yeah. And
0: you felt like his, what he thought he was doing to try to help and kind of defuse the situation mm-hmm. was actually everybody's mad at him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're so pissed. They're yeah. like, what are you doing? You know, don't you know, you know, kind of like what she is and who she is and but she didn't have it she didn't have anything strapped to her right did uh, they i don't know that they did they say one I or the other? I think
0: she may have because you see like in her hand the flash of something oh okay i don't know exactly what it is it, it could be the trigger the way her hand is looked like looks like you see kind of like the what looks like wire okay and so you can imagine she's got like the the, the like the, her the, detonator. The plunger, yeah in her hand but you're not sure you yeah. only see a, a sliver of it yeah so you're just assume that that's what it is but mm. The fact that you know, the bomb squad, things like you, you being in here, so was, mad, yeah. yeah, you're you're an idiot. Yeah, get out of here. What are you trying to do? Uh, but we see that uh, Chris basically reached out to Sophie. That he has a, a connection with Sophie. They have some sort of past, mm-hmm. in, and so when he fig, fig, he's running into a roadblock, trying to figure out, like, I don't have any leads on who may have killed this guy. Mm-hmm. reaches out to Sophie, and then of course she has Nasir on the other side. They kind of and she kind of arranges that kind of connection between the two of them to work together
1: yeah she's kind of the glue there and she her goal right is if i'm remembering correctly she wants to like run the underworld basically doesn't she she kind of wants to be like queen of
0: do you think she wants to run the underworld or she just wants them to be a free society i don't think i i'm because even up to so far 10 issues have been released Mm -hmm. and even up to this like especially with issue 10 i was really trying to figure out her true motivation for everything
1: yeah i don't know i I, i'd be interested to see where that goes because i don't know her i feel like i don't know her true motivation i think she's interesting yes but i don't i want to know like what she wants ultimately and i don't as of right now
0: i don't think she i don't get the idea that she wants to do anything really nefarious or like doing Mm -hmm. a power grab but i think she is just trying to do the best for her country and get everybody to at least have some semblance of of autonomy mm-hmm. and freedom to do what they want to do and, and have America be gone just just please leave and let us take care of ourselves
1: yeah yeah just let's be self-reliant and and I think that's one of the interesting things that I try I don't know when I'm before we do before we discuss this I try to kind of steer clear of of any reviews or anything like that um, but when you first suggested this to me when I was going looking for it I I saw a review that was written by a veteran who served in Iraq. And uh, he basically just said that for him, this was the most realistic portrayal of that time for him. And he did, wasn't even like a big comic book reader. Um, I don't remember. I don't know if somebody had suggested it for him. But he said that, especially the artwork. He's like, you know, I've, you know, I talked with other veterans who will go and see films, even really well done films, and how like, there's too much smoke and there's too much, you know, too many like effects. He feels like it doesn't, it almost like takes you out because it doesn't feel so real. And he said that this was, in uh, this medium, was actually the most realistic that he'd seen and felt. And I think the subject matter is interesting, right? I think that anytime you humanize people, even people that you don't agree with, especially, you know, politically and in times of war. I think it's always an interest. There's something interesting there if it's done well.
0: Yeah. And I do not claim to be any sort of expert. on Yeah. Any, yeah. Uh, that,
1: me neither. I'm yeah. just I'm so I'm not politically savvy in the least.
0: But there feels like there's so many people coming in. There were so many different objectives. Mm hmm and things that they want that are sometimes align with other people momentarily and other times work at cross-purposes. Mm-hmm. And I could see like uh, people that you, at one moment, can rely on for help or you're going to, you know, stab in the back uh, at another point because they all of a sudden are not working along with your, your main objective.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it seems like, man, I feel like any sort of kind of relationship you have in there can be incredibly tenuous.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, we see as the investigator goes, I mean, they, they get together with Nasir, uh, and then we start, oh, man, just like Sophie, uh, oh, just like what her deal is, uh yeah. yeah, right, well, we do find out that uh she is pregnant,
1: mhm, uh,
0: and we assume that it's Chris's baby because she feels like she wants to talk to him about that at several points after the fact, but she gets attacked by the main terrorist that we're trying to figure yeah, out, yeah, in a car accident, like. yeah, and her.
1: the the art there is amazing, like the flames coming out of the car and everything is crazy. It looks like it's moving,
0: yes. Uh, just that whole sequence, where as she's driving down the uh, the highway, mm-hmm. and you see the uh, the car passing behind her as she's on the phone, not really paying attention to what's around her, yeah. the window rolling down, the guy coming out with the RPG on there, and then just shooting it right directly at them.
1: Well, and you don't. It's kind of nice. They've used this that the bang device you mentioned earlier, that big empty, big black screen, and in text next to the car uh, that's on fire, it just says bang. Period. So you don't know. You're like, is she dead? Yes, you know, which is really is like, oh man, good job, good payoff, <laughs> good payoff with those choices, letterer.
0: No, really yeah. well done, and and so we find out as, as she's uh, she's almost killed. We also have as he's trying to find, uh, he goes, uh, Nasir takes him back to Ali Al Fahar's home where his family is, and find out that his whole family's killed too as well. Mm-hmm. So I figure out like what have we gotten into? Where not just this guy's been killed, but his whole entire family's been wiped out. What's this guy really into? Mm-hmm. And uh, again, that's when we have that nice long sequence where you just see like that long series of panels where he's talking to everybody that was in the in the unit. Mm-hmm. Like, nope, 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 nope. And uh, Nasir's like, Hey, you can't be mad at them. That's uh, they uh, as I say, they don't want to be involved is this in this trouble, so they don't answer some questions. Maybe I don't know, uh, but I know not answering, not having trouble. This is not lying. This is telling the truth. Yeah, it's like yeah. Yeah. interesting words you know them just saying no it's like you know i just don't want to be involved with right. this at all for yeah. me i don't i don't want to get my, my myself or my family killed
1: yeah yeah and you almost can't blame them you know it's kind of it's kind of those things where it's like you want to do the right thing but it's it's could put your family at risk you know you could put everything that you love on, on the line to do what you think might be the right thing yeah, it's uh, man,
0: and very interesting, just like uh, Sophie, just the way she's able to, she seems to move through effortlessly, effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she glides. These, yes. Yeah.
1: I, she's I, like, I yeah, almost died. What of's? <laughs> <laughs> just like brush the dirt off, you know, <laughs> like, and keep going.
0: It's so easy to make these like these relationships and these connections with people. She does a really good job of swaying people to, uh, to at least help her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we see at the end of issue two, where we have some people, they just come up to Nasir's house. Uh, And they want to just have a chat with him. Mm -hmm. And you see that he's got a gun right there in in his back, the back of his pants there. As you do. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Uh, And uh, his wife is sitting there in the room, and she comes back and uh, says, oh, do you have a phone with you? I was like, you know, you should leave the phone because everything will be fine as long as you leave your phone. And he walks back in, and... uh, Sets his gun right in front of his wife and just tells his wife that he's going to be at the, oh, we're going to go to the mosque later for prayers hmm. and leaves. And the way that's looked, you feel like the wife thinks that she's going off, he's going off to his death. He's going to be interrogated and he's probably never going to be seen again. Yeah. You get that illusion. But you find out later on, like, no, that, that no, the wife is kick ass. Yeah. She's waiting at the mosque <laughs> as she does this, as Nasir does this really elaborate song and dance with the main terrorist that we're talking about. Convinces that he's on his side and then has his men taken back out to the mosque so that he can pray and his wife's right there waiting and she kills both the men yeah I thought it was a great sequence and I was not expecting
1: yeah, that. it yeah I wasn't either yeah uh,
0: it's good yeah no really really uh, really interesting and so we have our, our oh it's uh, so the na- our name of our main our main guy
1: oh um oh gosh Je- uh, I almost said Jeff Jeff <laughs> you know Jeff the, Jeff the dude Jeff the
0: dude uh but, yeah, interesting, like, his objective, like, I mean, I guess, you know, he is somebody that does not want, didn't want Saddam in power either. But right. But he figured, like, their organization would have gotten, given enough time, they would have gotten Saddam out of power. And they resent, he resents the U.S. coming in, mm-hmm. just getting in the way, telling them how to live their lives. Like, they're not, you know, what? who are they to tell us how we should live our lives? Yeah. We would have done, we would have got Saddam on our own.
1: Yeah. Which is, you know, from what I've heard, a popular opinion over there, you know? So it's interesting to see that view expressed here. And important. I think if you're going to do... A book set in this place at that time—you ha- you should, you should include that. You yes. know, um, I don't know. I like that it's—I feel like it's three very distinct points of view and very and three completely different characters and people that you don't see and you know represented very often. You know, which I which I think is really neat.
0: No, very true. And one issue that I really liked was issue five, where we have Chris and Nasir's wife. And they're just sitting in, in that burned out kind of like almost like uh, like spa area of Sud uh, what the think is a, a spa area for Saddam. And they just have this long conversation while they're drinking and smoking. because uh, they say like well, nasir like he's like he doesn't he doesn't want to drink. he tries to be a bad person, but he's not. Mm-hmm. Me, I'll take a drink for sure. Uh, and, and I just really like that long discussion where they just two people that have just started to get to know each other, but you feel so comfortable. To get like so intimate, the way they're just talking in that that the ruins of that building, and they're sometimes leaning leaning on each other and laying each other's laps. Mm-hmm. Just the the way they talk and how they position themselves during the course of that conversation, I thought was really interesting.
1: It's like a nice familiarity.
0: Yeah, just for somebody like I I, I guess I having never been in that situation, but I can imagine that relationships can be built very quickly mm-hmm. in situations like
1: that. Yeah, I believe it. You probably get that mentality that like us versus the world thing, you know, and something that. Like there's only so many people that can relate to what you're experiencing, you know. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, no, I, cause, you know, and, and considering where this where it heads for uh, Nasir's wife, it was nice to really have this issue just so. I mean, it makes what happens to her just hurt that much more yeah. when you're reading that. Yeah. And you find out. I mean, as always, like, because I, I remember there was that, that that film with Paul Greengrass and Matt Damon, Green Zone. that kind of came out. I didn't see that. It was, it was fine. It wasn't anything great. But I mean, certainly, you know, kind of dealt around like the same area where there's a lot of people with a lot of different objectives mm-hmm. working for uh, cross purposes to each other. Uh, like who's really in charge and who's really, you know, on the up and up and who's just doing like really covert things for their own ends. Mm. And uh, I mean, you just find it out in here, like in the next issue where Bob. Just shows up and man, just wants to take Nasir into custody because they saw that you know he uh, had been talking to the terrorists that they're all after. It's like he wants to know what that conversation was about. And yeah. his wife says wife comes out and knows that if he goes with them, he's not gonna be coming back. Yeah. And she's wearing her 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 dress robes on and everything yeah, like her that. Job. And yes. And they think that she may have a gun in there. Mm.
1: Ugh. Yeah, just... it's awful. And then it's of course, you know, it's like why is she wearing so many scarves? Like why, you know, so many layers here, like, ugh. God, yeah. it's like a terrible mistake.
0: But what was interesting for that, too, is like the way as cocky as Bob was mm-hmm. and just so condescending mm-hmm. during the course of that, once she's killed and he's looking around, I mean, you see, like, the tears in his eyes. Yeah. And like, this whole – He knows. Yeah, yeah. He knows. Ugh.
1: Yeah. It's good. Do you do you think that this could be – do you think this would make a good movie or a good, like, miniseries?
0: I, I think it'd be an interesting – yeah, I mean, I, I guess because I mean, I mean, look at we're already you know twelve years past this, mm-hmm. and it's still a really interesting read for it sure. Is. Yeah,
1: especially I think that's you know part of a good story is that you know you and uh, you and I are both you know admitted neither of us are great with I'm I'm not uh, well informed when it comes to um, politics, political history, um, you know anything before me being like an adult <laughs> able to you know look online and and kind of decide what I think. So I th- was a little nervous going in only kind of vaguely knowing what it was about because I was like, mm, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to know. You know, I don't know. I, I guess I thought if it was really politically driven, I wouldn't understand it. But it's not. It's a human. It's just a human story. Mm-hmm. It's a mystery, you know, but told through the viewpoints of three very different people who all affect each other at the end. And it's human, you know, that's not, I think that's, you know, anybody could relate to that. Yeah. Um, it just happens to be set in a you know a time that is still you know affecting us affecting us today you know very it, true yeah
0: the um, once nasir gets taken into custody though after his wife is killed mm-hmm. that interrogation sequence just so unpleasant yeah uh yeah. man i mean well one i mean he he will nasir just kind of says oh yeah i'll 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 comply i'll do what you want and then he you know kicks somebody right in the teeth mhm uh then he then he yeah he defecates on himself. Like, why oh yeah and then they take off all his clothes and he's just there naked yeah just man just a really really brutal yes yeah uh, no so i mean this was uh man just really well done and by the end of issue 10 you feel like things are starting to come towards some sort of
1: resolution yes yeah. but you don't i i don't know yeah
0: i don't know which way this is gonna go
1: yeah i don't either
0: because we have we have Chris, who's all of a sudden he's running into Bob. They're kind of boxed out of the operation. There, they're just they're kind of observers. Mm-hmm. And they have uh, Franklin, who's kind of like some company man. Uh, he won't give his real last name. He's only going to give you his first name. Uh, and as also like Jim, like his boss. Like you got to meet Jim the boss, who like. <laughs> Just like some big blowhard that just comes out of a truck for a few minutes, says a couple great things, like, this is why we're here.
1: All right. Yeah, yeah. America. You guys are great. I'm out of here. Yeah. Like, it's like, Whoa. thank you. Good night. <laughs> yeah. It's like, am I going to trust a boss named Jim.
0: Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> uh, and then we have Sophia uh, and Nassar, uh, Nasir uh, waiting there in a house for our big main, big bad, who comes in wearing a, a bomb pack strapped yeah. to his vest.
1: It's like, hmm, high stakes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and the whole idea is like once he got there, uh, Sophia was supposed to use a cell phone and get kind a of call and give the code signal for everybody to come in and get him. Mm. But she hasn't had a chance to do that yet.
1: Yeah, this, whether she really, she really misses out on chances to do things in this in this run. He's like, well, I was gonna tell him I was pregnant, but Yes. I was gonna call them, but you know, <laughs> it's like let her do something, or she needs to be more proactive. I, but I, I get
0: it. I, I don't know. <laughs> she seems to have. I mean. She has so many, I think, different agendas running yeah. with so many different people. Yeah. It's hard for me to tell, like, which way she's going to go with this. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's going to – only because, I mean, he shot a – he ordered a rocket launcher shot at her. I can't imagine that Sophia's going to side with him when it comes down to it.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's hard not to take that personally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you
0: caused that, you know, you caused me to lose my baby. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I can't imagine I'm going to be your friend. Mm. But, I mean, the way she's talking – I mean, how much of that is genuine and how much of that is just, like, just to get him to stay, to come here, to be in this situation that where they can get him. Mm-hmm. It be interesting. Like, you know, where she says, you know, it's like you think you're – I'm shock and awe. You To yeah. kind of just set him down. It's like, you know, I – and where he says, you just – I'm I be your weapon. You direct me where you need to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm wondering how she's going to direct him, if she does direct, direct him at all. I
1: don't know. She's really smart. She's really, you know, I feel like she's just really – smart and well-written
0: yeah now from what uh, I understand from Tom King is that he's gonna bring the storyline to an end okay uh, and then much like uh, he's gonna tell another story at some point kind of based around the same area maybe not with the same characters but around that same area so I like the idea of just like you know you get the like, you know you can get like 12 13 issues of a story and then you can come back in six months and then pick up another series maybe carrying out with a couple of these characters maybe telling a story with a whole new set of characters
1: mm. so he's like it'll be coming back but I don't know how yet
0: I, I don't know from what I, cause I know it's going to come back, but I don't know whether it's going to be a continuation of with any of these characters or just that same area but a different story with involving some other d- people. And maybe, much like, I guess, like The Wire, mm-hmm. you know, like ver- every other season kind of shifts your perspective. Right. And occasionally you'd see some of the people from previous seasons kind of come in and, and you know, brush in with everybody else. And then, you know, you, they go off and do their own thing.
1: Huh. Would you prefer one over the other, do you think?
0: You know, I think it really honestly depends on how this ends. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if it reaches, like, just, like, such a definitive ending with these sets of characters, yeah, I think i may, I mean, totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if they want to come back and tell something around that same period from a different perspective, you know, I I think it just... I don't know how... Part of the thing is, like, how many times do I want to see, like, you know, a bunch of, like, covert operations always happening around... Especially around that same chunk of time. Yeah. In 2004, you know, as, he's like, his fifth issue... Fifth series going into this, like... <laughs> Wow, there's a lot of clandestine operations happening at the right. same time in <laughs> Afghanistan. It's
1: like, and we're all emotionally drained.
0: Yeah. Huh. So,
1: uh, would you, uh, having read this,
0: were you happy with all ten issues?
1: Yeah, I was. I thought it was a really good story, you know? I thought the art was really great. I thought it was really realistic looking and feeling, and I, you kind of felt like you were there
0: for a little, sure you know
1: i i did i i thought that the like all the colors felt right to me which' is such a weird thing to say but yeah it's um it, it did it just it felt pretty realistic to me and the details were really great um yeah i uh i was happy with it i was happy with it as a whole and i think each section stood up well too there was like a nice flow nice continuity
0: yeah it's uh now seeing here at issue 10 where we're kind of leaving off Enough that when these issues come out, the new ones, are you going to grab them right away to figure out how the story ends? Or are you like, eh, I'll just wait six months or so? And I then- feel
1: like I have to, because especially if there are only a couple of them left, you know? I think that if, if they're like, all right, we're going to be doing this for another year, then I, I don't know. I don't know if this would be one that I would do regularly, but I, I do want to see how it ends. Do you?
0: Yeah, uh, I do. I, I'm Because I, right now where they left it, I'm just like, Man, I want, I want, I want this the next issue. Yeah. And I think we have, I think another two weeks or so before issue 11 comes out. Okay. So I'm like, please, let's get into this. Ugh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mike, uh, Frank is flipping through everything. Yes. Just on I've Mike, been fl-
0: I've been flipping through everything. Uh, <laughs> in fact, cause, you know, I want to do because I keep talking. To, keep talking about the, the the guy. It's like I I want to get the, make sure we get the terrorist's name <laughs> correctly because I keep forgetting it. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Uh. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, Abu Rahim. That's it. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, yes. So, Abu Rahim, our big Bane bad guy. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, you know, it's just, which uh, he feels like, I like it when he comes with the bomb fest, He feel like he equates himself to George Washington because mm-hmm. he's kind of like, he's taking matters into his own hands. Mm-hmm. He didn't send anybody else to come in here. He came in here and did it so himself. He want it
1: George done right. Washington. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: You wear your own bomb vest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good
1: deal. It made me think too. There's this. Um. I think it's. I think it's part five of this. Is in but there's. Um. A. A large like a full page, panel of them standing in front of a lion. Yeah. Made me think of Pride of, uh, Pride of Baghdad. Yep. Right? I thought about that too. Um. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know if that was. You know. I mean, there obviously was a zoo. It was a real thing. No, zoo, that's but... the lion
0: from Powder Baghdad. That's the, that's this, is the the this is the crossover. This the crossover episode. There's like
1: just a stock lion that they keep using in all of the, in all every every um, every series that's set in that part of the world. There's just a stock lion that you have to use. You have to pull from art.
0: No, if you look through Pride or Baghdad, there is one scene that's from the from the Lion's Point of View. of this very scene. Mm. That's a lie.
1: That's I know, but true. wouldn't that be cool though? <laughs> that would be. It'd be like a, the best Easter egg ever. You know, it'd be so neat. But uh, I saw that and I like I took pause a little bit. I was like, oh man. That was so good
0: yeah but even that, that scene there where they show where uh one of Saddam's so sons would just sit up there in that chair mm-hmm. and watch what those lines would do to people like oh yeah oh i know that's just yeah,
1: that's brutal yeah. that's not what you want
0: no not at all yeah and i don't know if this video is real i don't know if you've seen that ever saw that video where somebody in i can't remember which country but they fell into like a tiger pit and he was like i feel like the tiger was like coming over to him and he was just kind of cowering in the corner and he kept on trying to swat it away. And eventually the tiger just grabbed him and just, like, dragged him off. Oh,
1: God. No, I Ooh. haven't seen that. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Oh, why did you watch that?
0: Because, I, I don't know, it was just so, I was like, is this for real? Is this for real? Oh. And yeah, I guess it was for real. I mean, it's just like, to see him just, like, swat. I mean, and, like, I feel like, where is anybody that, because like, it took a little while. So why <sighs> was there no one there to, you know, shoot a tranquilizer into the tiger or something? Yeah. I had no idea where any sort of assistance was. But to see this man just, like, fearing for his life and s- trying to desperately, like, swat away yeah, like, at this what tiger. Yeah, like, can you do, man? Oh,
1: no, that's awful.
0: Yeah, and it was just like the tiger was just kind of, like, almost like, um, like a cat when it kind of just kind of reaches yeah, out and kind of taps Yeah, just toying you. with you. Yeah, and then you realize, like, oh, yeah, okay, you can't really do anything to me. And yeah, he's gonna like, snap you you're psh- softer psh- than I am. Yep, you're gone. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to take you in here in the back and just eat you up for a while. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll send you the link later, the Amanda. Snow. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, I'll send you it. No. it will be great.
1: Oh, God. This podcast has been so depressing <laughs> ah. today. All right, uh, so, it's because I, I came in in a mood because my apartment's flooded. <sighs> I'm sorry, That's it's okay. rough,
0: it's rough Tweet, uh, Amanda, your your kind thoughts And your well wishes for the <laughs> trouble she's, she's having a rough week, for sure
1: I'm like, let's talk about this war-torn <laughs> this, this <laughs> Comic-focus in a war, war-torn Iraq And, oh yeah, the video of the tiger eating the guy <laughs> 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 All right, well, so as we bring so, this to So that, you'd recommend this? I would,
0: then. absolutely, Great. hands down, Great. love it <laughs> Uh, I'm a big thumbs up for this and I'm looking forward to the continuation the conclusion of the storyline.
1: Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Me too. Great. We both agree. We do. Hooray. Yay! Cool. There what, you do go. Wanna, what do we want to what well, do we want to Well, I believe like, the uh,
0: the uh, the the turn is yours, Miss Burns.
1: mine. Wasn't there a series Trevor what's the one we were talking about that that's like the all of those kids that were born that were like engineered and the guy oh. gets like six of them uh, and they're adults. Umbrella Academy. Ah, <laughs> that Trevor can crack my code. I'm like, you know, there are kids and the adult gets them, and they're like real special.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Umbrella Academy. I, I, I saw the cover art. It was on sale on Comixology and I saw the cover art, and I was like, well, that's pretty cool. And then I clicked on it, and the description sounded interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's written. It's like young adult fiction, isn't it?
0: Well, it's Gerard Way it's from. Is Okay. Yeah. All
1: right. It's timely
0: too. That's right, because he's doing a big imprint over DC Young Animals. So he's uh, riding overse- He's writing Doom Patrol, but also seeing Shade, the Changing Girl, and then there's the one female vigilante, like Bruce Wayne without like the angst. Uh, I can't remember her name. Velvet. Oh, I want to say. Forget it. But I also know there's Cave Carson. Oh, wait, okay, Cave Carson is like an electronic eye or something, yeah, the so cybernetic like, eye. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, so that's kind of cool. He's got his own little imprint there.
1: I'm like accidentally on on oh. trend.
0: Yeah. So yeah, you look at you. Story on, of my on,
1: life. We'll see. We'll
0: read some of uh Broadway's earliest work.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I never gave up '90s chokers. Now they're back. Mmm. Amanda <laughs> Barnes is having her day. Um, great. So, how's that feel for you, Umbrella Academy? I, I love it. That I know sounds great. Very little about it, but uh... that's. So I
0: read it. Uh, I've read it a while ago, so it'd be nice to go back and revisit it.
1: Okay, you're not just saying that. You're not like, oh, I've already read it. Pick something new, woman.
0: Oh, god, no, it's always good to revisit some classics.
1: Okay. Yes. All right. And how? I mean, how? How far into the series are they?
0: Uh, well, it was just so it was two miniseries that they Oh, do. so I think two six-issue miniseries.
1: You want to do one or the other, or both?
0: You can. We can do whatever, whichever you'd like. This is your call. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I guess we can do both because we can kind yeah, of compare and 12. crest. Yeah, yeah, it's twelve, and we can Great. see how uh, if we like the second one better than the first.
1: Yeah, versus we really you know, pit them against each other.
0: That's right. You know, only one can survive.
1: Only one can survive. The other
0: one we have to yeah you know, wipe from existence.
1: Like a tiger with a guy that's wandered into its pen.
0: It all comes back. Circles back. back. There it's you really go. Really depressing. Yes. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of this hot it episode of The Novice and Frank.
1: Does taste of licks.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: but we don't have to, get to End
0: the conversation here. No,
1: we can continue it online if you want. I mean, if they want to continue the conversation with you even after the show's over, where can they find you? They can find my personal musings at Barnes Rights on uh, Twitter and at Comic Book Novice on Twitter and uh, Instagram, and there's a Comic Book Novice Facebook page where you can find more fun uh, mostly focused on this podcast but if you have any questions or anything like that tweet them hashtag, them hashtag them hashtag the novice and frank for both of us find both of us where can they find you individually frank
0: uh, you can find me over on twitter at happy go Jackie. Mm-hmm. and then you can just find me you know just walk around you know i'm never far i'm he's, never far he's from also
1: you. on instagram as happy go jackie yes. and he just forgets that he has an instagram account that's true
0: i really should <laughs> i but i should put I, I you know i take so many photos of things like i'm going to put this up on my instagram and then i so never get so many do.
1: fancy lattes mm,
0: yeah All yeah lattes. I, I took a great pizza I, put, I took a great picture of a great pizza i was going to eat and i was like <gasps> oh yeah let's put that up on instagram that just uh, falls away into like all, uh, a wide variety of pictures of food that I've taken throughout <laughs> my life that have never been seen by
1: anybody. If you guys, I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you're not somewhat <laughs> interested in comic books, but- <laughs> You lost a bet. If if, you, yeah, uh, you had to listen to But uh, if you, if, something that will always make Frank and myself happy, uh, a picture of a really good slice of pie.
0: Oh, um, shnikes, Frank and yes. I
1: love pie.
0: So uh, if you guys
1: man. have some great pie picks-
0: I want to say, because you're right by that area, Big Sugar Bake Shop over here in Los Angeles on Ventura Boule- We've Boulevard. We've been there. Yes. I was
1: on a cleanse. I know. And you're like, let's meet a Big Sugar Bake Shop. And I was like, oh, perfect damn time, it, Frank.
0: But on the weekends right now, they're doing this fantastic peach crumble pie.
1: Really? Peach? Oh. It's not yes. like a pumpkin because we're kind of in work. nope. All right. It's just
0: like the tail end, so they just do it on the weekends. Okay. It is phenomenal.
1: All right. Like I, guess it's I know almost what like, we're doing Saturday.
0: Like a Dutch apple, you uh-huh. know, a Dutch with a little crumble on top. You a Dutch apple pie. Uh, that's oh, so I like can that like your favorite pie? That's my favorite pie. Yeah, hands I thought down. so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one is peach instead, and okay. it is it is still peach top notch. Peach pie. All yeah. right. Well. So I'll I'm just throwing that out it out there, Amanda Barnes.
1: All right, Frank Rand. I like. Well, I like. You didn't let. You didn't ask, but I like a really good piece of like key lime pie
0: that's right i didn't ask because, so let's keep
1: that to yourself okay <laughs> <laughs> oh in the meantime send questions comments recommendations we would love to take a uh, recommendation instead of uh, just recommending things to ourselves yeah we'll take that from you oh yeah absolutely and uh and pie picks. send them to us hashtag the novice and frank yeah
0: and uh, uh so thanks I'm uh here. han cholo for yeah, gr- such a lot, such a kind of review.
1: Guys, we got our very first review from somebody that we don't know, uh, and Honcholo uh, gave us a five-star review. So thank you so much if you're listening. We really appreciate you and love you. Thank you so much for that. Yes. And uh, now I think we should play ourselves out.
0: Oh yeah, hey, let's also thank Trevor. Oh, well, uh, as always, always, always Trevor. What thanks, would we do without Trevor?
1: I would be lost. And yes. <laughs> And not we wouldn't be able to hear each other and people That's wouldn't be true. able to hear us and what a tragedy that would be. Yep.
0: Yeah. That would be. But thank you, Trevor. <laughs> uh, and thank you as always to the, the nerdist podcast booth here mm-hmm. at the nerdist
1: school. That's right. Attached to Meltdown Comics on beautiful, glamorous Sunset Boulevard, Hollywood, California. Woo! Woo! All right. All right. Ready? Ready.
0: Here we go. Boom, chicka boom, chicka boom, chicka boom, chicka boom. Bang, bang. bang.
1: Boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom, bang, chica, bang, chica, boom, chica, chica. graphic novels and comic books, reading them every day because we are the novice, novice and frank.
0: frank. <laughs> it works so much better when you do all of I'm the, sorry, I do all the heavy lifting with <laughs> the lyrics. You so, you sound beautiful, Aww, like an angel. It's like an angel stop singing it. To me.